Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? How have you been? How was the weekend? I really hope it was fun. I really hope it was great and amazing. Uh, I hope you got time to relax. And yeah, at this side of the world, um, we've got public holiday. So it's another moment and an opportunity to take out time to rest. Uh, Yeah, so based on the last episode, I'm a lot better now. Um, Really strengthened because I've taken out time to talk to God. Um, Yes. You know, just realigning the whole steps and everything, making sure that all things, you know, we do things in the proper way. It's amazing to be a benefactor of His mercy and all. And thank you so much for the feedback that I got from the last episode. I know it's it's quite, it's really quite emotional. And I know it's been a while that I've said this, but I always like to point out this, these things. One of the reasons for my vulnerability is not just to, you know, necessarily let you into my 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 thoughts or into my world per se, um, or to maybe gain sympathy of some sort. But I believe that in my openness um, is the key to relatability, right? That's if that's an it's, that's an English word. At least it helps me to be relatable, because these are things that are very very common to us. I remember I was speaking with a friend recently, and I was like, "It's very easy to give the speech of being perfect, but people always appreciate those that are real. Um, it you'd always stand out by being real, and the goal of dear Tyler has always been to be able to." Relate the love of God. Restore hope. Build faith. Right? In a very, very real way. Using real stories. Real situations that all of us can um, attest to. Right? All of us can attest to. And so that's very, 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 very important for all of us. Right? Now, um... Okay, so today uh, I've decided, you know, to talk on this very, very um, crucial topic, right? We're still on our spontaneous month session and all. So I'm talking about something very, very spontaneous, something that um, also dropped in my mind recently and taking our time to meditate on it and, you know, think about it. I've seen God's, um, God pointing out certain reality and I think it's something that we should really think about I've seen um, especially this year there has been a lot of news about you know instances of like domestic violence you know um, either um, the husband you know being violent against the wife or the wife being violent against the men the man rather um and, you know, a lot of people tend to feel like women are incapable of such, you know, such things because they generally have the idea that the woman, I mean, like females are weaker in a sense. But 
I've, I've heard of situations where there have been some physical abuse on men by their wives but most of the times it's like um it's more emotional right it's like mental and then you know but you know the, the general one generally is the whole concept or the whole reality of how a lot of women suffer in marriages or in relationships and you know they stay with abusive husbands um and it's it's really really bad and i'm picking this as an example for what i want to talk about because i think it's one of the most relatable things and i'll share a little bit of my own story um don't worry i've not been abused in any way but i'll share my own story in a way now this is it in what what as people grow up right their reality shaped by their immediate environment uh, so if you grew up in a in a home where there's a whole lot of cuddles you know a whole lot of expressions of affection you know nice conversations day in day talks you know hangouts family time you know or maybe you you grew up seeing your parents being all lovey-dovey mushy mushy there is a high tendency that your definition of life would be based on that now because you have been in that cultured environment for a while that would be your normal that would be your normal generally so if you find yourself in a place where um things are a little bit more hostile you would be very very cautious maybe skeptical about those kind of places and you'd always try to go back to your happy place now for a lot of people it may not be a happy place but then it may be um a conscious place right or a relatable place a place where is you know an environment that's familiar to them environment that's familiar to them so naturally we either gravitate towards what reminds us of an environment or somewhere we feel safe um, or sometimes we do our best to create that environment right like i said using intimate relationships are kind of easy so if you grew up in a house where um, every morning you had to wake up at like 4:35 do morning devotion and then everybody gets to doing chores naturally when you begin to build your family that's the regimen that you are used to and you would want to create that kind of system and maybe for your spouse it's a little bit opposite you understand they had after maybe they didn't even have morning devotions and it was more of um wake up in the morning everybody fix up yourself the lady goes does breakfast or whoever is in charge of breakfast you understand right and everybody just moves and then maybe like major sanitation happens on saturday or something now if you find two people like that there's going to be a high tendency of conflict right because they'll be like ah but this is how i know how it's meant to be this is how i know how it's meant to be this is how it was done in my family this and my family that um it could also be part of like an organization if there was a culture in an organization before I mean in an organization that you were part of and then eventually you had to leave and you know started another organization there's a there's a high tendency 
especially if the organization influenced you there's high tendency that you'd want to replicate that culture so maybe you were part of your um, employee and then over time you've you know stayed with that organization for a while seeing how the system is and then you're not pulling out to do something of your own there is a real real high tendency for you to um replicate what you have seen because that was your most familiar environment and that was your comfort zone it also happens in ministries right so you're part of a ministry you've seen how things happen you see how things are done and maybe god calls you out and it's like okay hey binga i want you to start a ministry you would usually tailor the ministry based on whatever ministry you felt was the most effective for you right and so that's why you may see you go to some certain ministries you may see similarities with other ministries you may even see similarities with messages it's it's really about um that environment that was created right um really about that environment that was created so this is it now right this is the point that i want to drive at you would always run back to what you feel is your reality because i've always wondered but okay you're an individual that you desire love so much right why do you keep on running over to um why do you keep on running over to those places that cause you pain physically you know sometimes we could even you know talk against the people but like i people are like stupid or you're foolish or you're not wise you know you're not sensible like find a place of love and all i remember i was watching um one of these episodes of divorce court um and i think probably maybe like the most watched episode of divorce court where a lady decided to sue her husband or was seeking divorce because the husband was too good I know I laughed about it at first but then I thought she now said that she she's scared that maybe one day he would hit her so it's, it's so, so this is what I deduced from her her from her her perception or her reasoning right for the years that they had been married he had never hit her So she doesn't know when she has annoyed him. She doesn't know if he's angry and she feels like he's bottling it up. And the fear is that the day he lashes out is going to be in rage. So it's like that violence part is part of like a balance point for her. Now probably it's because um she saw maybe her mother go through it or it was the system in their house. or a lot of her acquaintances right had similar stories and so when she saw something strange she um she you know she panicked she panicked i had this instance um with a lady that i dated once and you know she she always asked me she was like why like Why don't you get angry like she would do stuff to actually make me angry and then she would complain when I don't react I don't know why but then I told her something I said that hey babe 
you have an advantage a whole lot of people do not have. It's going to be very hard for me to be angry with you because I have already created a template in my heart to be forgiving and forbearing when it comes to you. So I would literally just talk it out with you or maybe I would be silent for a while and then later on tell you, right? But I would never intend to raise my voice at you. She was like, um, she wants to know the limit of my anger. I was like, what will you do with it? What would you do with it? So, um, you see other ladies, they'll come and they'll be like saying that, ah, it doesn't matter if the guy beats me as long as he provides, you know, whatever their needs may be, emotional and all, or they don't really care about some certain things. They feel like it's pretty normal. Uh, there was this period of time where like there were a whole lot of infidelity stories flying up and down and i read one of the comments one time and one of the ladies was like ah she knows the husband cheats and she's totally fine with it that um, as long as he comes home to her and takes care of her and the kids that she's absolutely fine with it and maybe that's what she saw you know how maybe her mother was very tolerant of that issue and she just saw that whenever they needed something their father always provided or something like that um i'm particularly sorry that i have to use the men it's just like i said it's it's easily relatable now you could see that people are strangers to love not just strangers to love but strangers to a whole lot of things there are things that you literally desire right but because you are so accustomed to pain it feels like a place of serenity is choking. So, you know, there's this like very, very funny adage that said that the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. I don't know how that makes sense. If you know somebody is a devil, why shouldn't you avoid the person? And you're aware somebody is an angel. Why, you, why shouldn't you run to the person? It just speaks about that a lot of people are most comfortable with what they're most familiar with. And I titled this, you know, this episode, Stranger of Love, right? Um, don't get used to pain. I realized, um, yeah, I could, let me just say it out there now. We're family, we're, um, I think we've broken we've broken that gap of uh, that whole gap generally we've broken it uh, yeah for me I've realized I don't know what to do with love love that's shown right I don't know what to do with it it makes me pretty uncomfortable if relationships for me are easy going then it makes me extremely tensed why because i am so used to drama i am so used to drama i know the funny thing about it is that it usually starts it has um there's this trend that it follows right and so it always starts it always starts well and some at the back of my mind 
I am waiting for the time that the lady will just become dramatic. And when she doesn't become dramatic, I get very scared. I get very, very, very scared. Now, it's because, like I said, I've been used to drama. I've seen drama around me a lot, and I've been part of drama a lot. Now, when the drama doesn't happen, my actions somehow create it. I begin to misbehave, begin to do certain things. Why? Because my, my, my person is trying to cre- recreate the atmosphere that's familiar with. So I condition my mind that, ah, hey guy, you're going to fall in love with somebody that you'll have to really, really work on. You know, it's going to take a whole lot of you. And somehow, um, either I attract those kind of people or I end up creating them. I'd been so used to people cheating that I ended up suspecting everyone. You know, like if I'm dating someone, um, one of the first things that I did because I want to show them that, okay, I'm trustworthy, I'm trustworthy, I'm trustworthy. I give them like the password to my phone, make them give them like fingerprint and everything, access like that. I want to be like that open book, open book. And this is me being honest. There are a lot of times that maybe when they go, they hang out with friends. I'm like very scared. I'm like, okay, who is the guy with them now? Um, what's he doing? And then maybe when the person like takes pictures and shows me, like, hey, these are the pictures that I'm taking. And I see maybe one guy around them. I just become very, very scared, you know. Um, why? Because I always, I grew up feeling that I'm not good enough. Do you understand? And somehow I just feel that there's always a better option to me. So, yes, I want, I, I want the lady around. I want all the love. But I don't know how to receive her love. I'm, I want her to be joyful. But then when I see her overjoyed with people, it gets me worried. Do you understand the whole dilemma, the whole issues there? So, this is me. And naturally, if I don't learn to overcome these things, I'll either attract those kind of people or I would recreate that atmosphere consistently. You need to tell yourself, you need to ask yourself, what do you really want? Because there are things that God has made available to each and every one of us, but then it's very important that you ask yourself, what do I really, really want? What do I really, really want in this life? Do you want to have a happy home, a home that is safe, um, a home that is, you know, beautiful, you know, where there's joy that's filled? Do you want an organization where the workers always feel fulfilled? Do you want your place to be a stress-free environment where people come, you know, they can, they, they feel like they can come and calm their nerves? But whatever it is that you want to create, you have to be very deliberate about it. And, you know, begin to ask yourself, are there toxic thoughts, you know, toxic traits, toxic mindsets that you have harbored for so long that you've always, you've, you've, you've probably made it normal, right? They become normal to you. It's very important that we do not get accustomed to pain. It's very important that we do not get accustomed to hardship. It's not the way. It's not the way. 
And so I have to start telling myself, like, hey, Binga, you're good enough for someone, right? You're good enough for someone. Um, in yourself, you are good. God made you good. God made you wonderful. God made you beautiful. So in yourself, be, you are good, right? And understand that. Get that first. Remember the last podcast I said that it's not going to be fair. It's In fact, it's not even possible for you to hinge your worth on the expression of people. You've got to find self-value, right? And then um, you have to tell myself consistently, because you're good enough. Somebody's going to love you with the whole of their heart. And you have to be open enough to receive it. It may be strange for the first time, but in reality, this is what you truly want. And this is what love is meant to be, or this is what life is meant to be, this is what the future is meant to be. You understand? And so, ask yourself this question, Tyler. Have you become a stranger to the things that you intrinsically desire? Right? Do you get tensed about it? You know, are you apprehensive when the good things of life come across to you? Are you prone to messing up those good things? You've got to recondition your mind, first and foremost by the word of God through his love. Once you understand God's love for you, it sets the precedence for every other thing and then rearrange your thoughts. If your environment created the culture of your mind, then recreate that environment to recreate that culture in your mind. So if you grew up in an abusive place, begin to find out marriages that work and observe them, observe them, observe them. Scripture says that as we behold him, we are being transformed, right? We're being transformed into the image that we behold. Whatever you bring before you is the reality that you literally begin to get transformed into. And so is it poverty? You know, sometimes we've experienced lack so much that when abundance comes, we enter into reckless spending because of the fear of not having enough. Because of the fear of not having enough. And so, can you recreate your mind? See people living in wealth and living with contentment in that wealth. It's possible to be content. It's possible to be content. You don't always need to have needs. Yes, you could have wants, desires, but needs, no. It's not that there must something, something must always be needed, no. You can actually live a reality that your needs are absolutely met. Sometimes it's the fact that you were part of a circle of places where people are always trying to impress. Tell yourself that um, impressing people has no reward apart from they're celebrating you, right? But it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change the things that you have. And so you can be comfortable in your own skin and live a very good life. If you grow up and you rise up to that level where you're able to purchase some certain things, why not? But never be under pressure to prove a point that you have attained a level that you're not in yet. Do you understand? So, 
but make sure I think I'm more particular about this love thing make sure that you are not a stranger to love what real love is and so you have to spend your time encountering love for itself in the person of Jesus understand love purely one so that you can enjoy God's love and the love of others and then two you can be an expression of God's love to other people it's very very important right Tyler so take out time write down the things that you feel you're a stranger to the things that you want in your life the things that you really really desire but then you feel like having them makes you very very uncomfortable still and then reassure yourself that you deserve everything good We're always skeptical about strangers until we really get to meet them. And so why not try to meet those things that you're a stranger to, that you really desire? Get to know love, get to know abundance, get to know discipline, get to know contentment. And you'd see that all of these things are worthwhile and that you absolutely deserve them. So I really hope that this blessed you and it helped you. Um, Always remember this, that you are good and you should be treated in that way. You should always be treated as a good thing. And so when good things come your way, you deserve them. Is that okay, Tyler? So yeah, this is me signing out and telling you, reminding you that I love you. I believe in you. And I'm always rooting for you, right? Have an awesome day. Bye.